Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Atomic Shot. I am your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvel Ziggy, and joining me is my good buddy, Tyler. Tyler, what's up, buddy? I'm ready for Monster Mania 1962, baby. So, yeah, this is uh, another installment. This is officially episode three of Atomic Shot, the third film of the, of the Godzilla franchise. And it's a big one, because uh, for those, just to get a little bit of backstory, uh, after kind of the lackluster performance of Godzilla Raids again, uh, Godzilla actually went under hiatus for quite some time. Seven uh, years. Godzilla- Seven years, yeah. Godzilla Raids again came out in 1956. Uh, in between then, actually, Toho did some other movie monsters, uh, which just want to give, like, how long uh, the, mo- the different monsters that came out, because it'll play part starting with the next movie, and then especially the movie after that. So, um, in 1956, we had Rodan, which I've never seen myself, uh, but I heard it's it's pretty good uh, for what it was. Uh, then we had The Mysterians, never, never, never watched myself. Uh, Varen, which I thought that was a Gamera monster. It sounds like a Gamera monster. I'm pretty sure uh, it sounds like uh, one of the names because there was there was one that sounds like uh, there was one Gamera monster that sounds like that it's a Godzilla monster. Yeah, and then in 1958 it was Var- uh, 1959 was Three Treasures. Then the first like one you're gonna recognize in 1961 uh, is Mothra, who she had her own titular film. So. Um, and then in 1962, this is the first time they're bringing back Godzilla. Um, it's the 30th obviously... anniversary film as well. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, at, at least at, the, at that time. Um, it's obviously not 30 years been since, 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 uh, since then. Um, so let's, let's get right into it because this is like arguably the most, one of the most famous Godzilla movies. Like even if you're a casual, um, Viewer of the franchise, you know about King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, most definitely. Uh, I'm pretty sure I might have caught this on TV at one point in my life. And uh, just to just to uh, give some clarification, um, we will be going over both the Japanese and the American version. Uh, similar because there is two different cuts, um, but we're primarily going to be talking about the uh, the Japanese version more than anything else. Um, There's not uh, much to talk about in the English version anyway. Like, the no. only thing that they change is uh, they have these uh, news reports that are all filmed by American actors, but that's there's about a, it. There's also a lot of stuff that they, like, they basically cut, cut um, just to, just get, I guess, getting right into it, they kind of cut, cut the film a lot. Like, there's a lot they left out, which you could take as either good or bad. Um, it's obviously not uh, ideal. But let's let's uh, let's get into this. So obviously, let's get into King Kong because this is going to be the last time we're going to be able to talk about King Kong until we get to the rematch, uh, which is Godzilla versus King Kong, hopefully coming out in twenty twenty one. I can't wait um, for that one. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Tyler. First, have you seen the original King Kong nineteen thirty nine stop motion movie? I have not, although I have oh. heard things about it. Okay. So I never, I don't think, I think I might have seen it once, and I think that was right around the 2000, when the, two, the Peter Jackson 2005 reboot was coming out, um, which uh, I think that's probably the definitive version of, like, the classic King Kong story. Um, so yeah, obviously you have King Kong in 1930, I think that's 1930, like the 1930s. 1933, I believe. 1930, it's one of, like, and it, at the time, that was like a 
big. Obviously, now it looks you know heavily dated, but back then you have to realize like that had never been done before. Um, and he's called the eighth one of the world for uh, a re- uh, a reason. Um, and so originally, because uh, like Toho managed to get the license in the license from I think it was uh, RKO Pictures who had the rights to Co- who at, at the time they had the rights to King Kong. Uh, yeah, I believe it was RKO. Okay. And originally, this was supposed to be King Kong versus Frankenstein. Um, not Godzilla. Um, and then uh, they decided to change it, obviously. Uh, it, it just says that they were... Uh, these guys it, and then history was made. Um, do you have any other... Any familiations with uh, King Kong? Like, have you seen any of the movies? Besides Kong Skull Island, because that's t- tied into the MonsterVerse. I haven't seen any King Kong movie really, aside from uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, I honestly, I own Skull Island, but I haven't gotten around to watching it yet because I want to get, I want to hype myself up for Godzilla versus King Kong when that comes out. Oh, that's cool. Um, so yeah, I I think then I guess that makes me the most familiar with Kong, um, mostly because of Peter Jackson, who you don't know that name. Uh, he was the man who directed the Lord of the Rings trilogy at the time, and so you know he won like eleven Academy Awards, so that gave him credence to do ever what he wanted, and that led him to direct a reboot or reimagining of the classic nineteen thirties movie, uh, which is I think is very good. It's it's a very long movie, but I think it's a very good, and Andy Serkis does a great job. It's a Peter Jackson film. Were you expecting it to be short? True, but it's also very beautiful, and like it's a very like well done it's like it's not they didn't update it because there's a version in the 70s that updates it um and then of course Kong Skull Island it is it's its own beast but um yeah uh but this has been this is like at least at the time the ultimate icon of east versus west because obviously Godzilla has been established even though he hadn't had a movie in almost in seven years you know he's still kind of he's still formidable and recognizable name um the they're the monster of the east versus the monster of the west uh, that's where I think that's how most Americans pit, uh, pit it, but I'm not really too sure how Japanese audiences. I couldn't find anything on how they they perceived it as. Um, according to my research, apparently uh, Japanese wrestling was becoming big at the time, and um, having two giant monsters fight each other via a monster-sized uh, wrestling match uh, probably uh, served as a gigantic marquee profit value. Oh yeah, and and again, this was this was I think dubbed as like the fight of the century, um, for for a lot of people. And again, this is Godzilla's only only his third movie, which is crazy. Yeah, that is uh, pretty crazy. Um, and uh, and this, uh, sorry, I I hate that there's two Wikipedia articles for this. So let's get to the credits. Uh, I will again. I'll be going over the uh, Japanese versions. Because the English credits have technically different versions, but we're like I said, we're primarily focusing on the Japanese version. Uh, once again, directed by Ishiro Honda, so he's gone for the second one, comes back for the third one. Um, produced by Tomi Takanaka, of course. Uh, written by uh, Shinichi Sekizawa. Uh, starring uh, Taudo Takashima, uh, Kenji Saharaha, um, Sahara, uh, Yu uh, Fujiki, um, Ichiro Arashima. Uh, Miehama, who actually, funny enough, this is a little bit of trivia for her, she actually went on to be a Bond girl in the uh, James Bond movie um, You Only Live Once as, uh, cool. Kissy, as Kissy Suzuki. So they probably saw her in this movie and like, get her, we need to get her. Um, That's pretty rad. 
Shiochi Hirose and Haru and of course Haru Nakajima as as uh, as Godzilla and of course for the Japanese version music was scored by uh, uh, Akira Ifukube because in the, we'll talk about that differences in the American version more in detail later because that's one of them. Um, but let's start off with uh, let's let's go over the human characters because obviously that was a big big weakness from. The first, from the second movie, like a huge, a huge drop down. And Tyler, I'm curious what you think about the cast for this movie. I was not expecting the cast to be this goofy and off the wall uh, right off the bat. Like I knew this was going to be a goofy film, but I was expecting it from the monsters and not more so the humans. Right, and I think that is pretty much spearheaded by uh, Ichiro Arashima as Taco, who is plays like this, um, he, I, I want to say, because this is kind of like, King, King, King Kong vs. Godzilla is kind of, well, it's also a versus movie, it's very much playing respects to the original movie where they send an exhibition team out to an uncharted island to get King Kong to the mainland, and he pretty much plays the, um, oh god, I can't remember the, the director's name from the original movie, the one Jack Back plays, um, uh, I will look that up right now, but it's he pretty much plays like the uh, the businessman, the like clearly like money, 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 ratings, ratings, ratings. In fact, the Japanese com- the Japanese version opens up on a commercial that he runs. I think it's called Farm Pharmaceutical Something, and he's like nobody watches our show because only you know showing the ratings and telling people to get to work. Um, but he's very expressive, pretty much. Yeah, he is the living embodiment of a cartoon character. Yeah, from from what I understand, um, he's pretty much like like at least at the time was like the equivalent to Charlie Chaplin, um, at least for at least for J- uh, Japanese audiences, um, and this is like one of his bigger roles. But uh, yeah, he was nicknamed as the Japanese uh, J- uh, Chaplin um, for uh, outs- at least outside of I don't know if he probably wasn't on that in Japan, obviously, but at least to like a, a f- American audiences, that's what his people in Japan was. Are probably like who's Chaplin. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, uh, obviously he drives it, um, and there's some great moments, some great facial acting from him, some just great, like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me, really? Um, like, just just great comedic timing uh, from him. How do you feel, though, about the rest of the cast? Uh, the two main guys that go off to uh, capture King Kong on the island, I thought they were fine. Yeah, I think like, that's uh, uh, Taldo Takashima and uh, Kenji Sahara. I think those are the two gentlemen that go to that go to the uh, uh, to Faro Island, as it's called. No Skull Island in this one. Yeah, if I recall correctly, the main guy in this film is called Sakurai. No, not that Sakurai from uh, oh. from uh, Smash Brothers. Right, uh, you're right. He yeah. wasn't even born at that point yet. No, not yet. No, 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 no. He wasn't even yeah, a t- that, in his father's eye. Yeah, Taldo Takashima plays Osuma Sakurai. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's that's who it is. Um, but yeah, they're like, like, and I think they're definitely playing up that since I think they're trying to play up to like '30s American moviness because they're even dressed like, um, oh god, the the, like, the Costello. Yes, they're even yeah they're dressed like that even though they're not going to that kind of place. Um, it, it's 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 this movie is like a huge homage to that I think. Um, but 
outside of those three, the human, pe- I mean, like those are the three you need to worry about. Like I think, um, like the girl, the girlfriends are there. Um, you have a couple of other stand-ins, but pretty much it's pretty much them. And even though, at least to me, they they obviously don't have the emotional weight that the first one has, and not a lot of Godzilla movies will have that. They definitely carry their own weight in terms of being entertaining on screen when we're not focusing on King Kong or Godzilla. Yeah, it's definitely a leap up from Raids Again where the people were just there. Yeah, it was just an afterthought. I found myself being entertained by either Taco losing his shit over something or the two gentlemen uh, on the island just getting into any kind of crazy shenanigans. Um, I think one of my favorite bits is one of them, because one of the key moments of the movie is this indestructible wire uh, that's very mentioned very early on, and he's kind of like dangling outside the apart- uh, his apartment complex, um, apartment window rather, and he's like, okay, chill, dude, you don't need to do that, just stop, and just like... <laughs> Like, you could tell they were having fun making this movie, both in the monster fights and both inside the, the human stuff, too. Yeah, it really adds a, it really adds a factor when uh, the people making the film are self-aware of how goofy the product they're making is. Like, I hate it when uh, films or games like that take themselves way too seriously despite silly situations, cough, cough, Sonic 06. Right, and, and, like, and obviously... There's times when you can take it seriously, like we did with 1954 Godzilla, and of course in the future Shin Godzilla. But sometimes you like I think this is obviously the start of embracing that inner silliness for Godzilla, especially when we get to the fights uh, more so. Um, but just the overall tone, like it's not the world's like Godzilla's still a menace; he's still the bad guy, but it's not like the first one or the raids again or even the first one where it's like this oh my god the world's ending kind of thing yeah pretty much uh godzilla and uh king kong just stomping around just seems kind of like an afterthought to these guys yeah um so let's let, let, let's so anything else you want to say about any of the human actors oh fun fun fact i don't know if you caught it because i mentioned this our first episode um as the actor who played dr serizawa comes back like in multiple different roles did you notice him in this movie i think i did um wasn't he the guy that was all like i have nothing to add here's the updates we have on godzilla and king kong or whatever pretty much yeah he plays um dr shigesawa which is completely different for dr sarasawa um trust me i i practiced so hard to not say that twice um so yeah it's just it's literally it's him without the eye patch and i God, part of me once like hopes there was anything. Hey, you look like Doctor Sarah's. Like, yeah, we get that a lot, you know. But and I'm I'm pretty sure I also recognize the reporter from the first movie in this one as well. Yeah, there's there's a lot of um role like come regulars that you'll see uh, in Godzilla. Uh, so just if you're new to this universe or to this world, just just get used to that. Also, stock footage, but we're not there quite yet. Um, yeah, I'm so, surprised yeah. that there's no stock footage in this movie at all. No, well, I mean, this is the first. Let's let's break that into this. This is the first Godzilla movie in color, uh, unlike the and first the first King Kong movie in color, and the first King Kong movie in color. So, like, this is a this is like kind of a huge deal uh, at the time. Um, I never, I didn't say the uh, the breakdowns in the box office. So, apparently, uh, real quick before we move on to the next segment, 
Uh, box office tickets sold uh, sold 11.2 million tickets during its initial theatrical run, accumulating 352 million yen in distribution rentals. Um, it was the fourth highest grossing film in Japan, behind The Great Wall, uh, Sanjuro, and 47 Samurai, and was Soho's second biggest money maker. Um, yep. And then in the United States, it grossed 2.7 million, uh, 1.5, 1.25 million for uh, rentals. And it was released in France in 1976, which I won't go over that. Uh, but adjusted inflation, this movie has grossed $260 million worldwide. Damn. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of the more popular ones for sh- for sure. And its legacy is is uh, is long felt. Um, but so uh, let let's I guess let's see. We've gone over the, the actors, and obviously, Mr. Taco. Like personally, I would hand him an Academy Award for his performance. Just for just you know being entertaining as he was, uh, but let's sort of talk about like the story itself and how like we've, we've discussed this a little bit. How it's pretty much a re- like a reimagining of King Kong coming to a mainland, but now Godzilla's in the mix. How, how did you feel that it was kind? Of, even though you'd never seen it before, did you have any problems getting that, or did you like oh, okay, this is this is this is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got a handle on it right away. Uh... I didn't watch the film myself, but I am uh, familiar with the concept of uh, how Kong works. You know, and, and there's a lot of Kong references in this movie from, obviously, they don't call it Skull Island, but it's Faroe Island. They have the natives, which, by the way, uh, they ha- I just need to warn people. Um, and you know, it's pro- I, I wish the Criterion Collection put a warning on this, you know, because some people get offended at this and we have the right to be offended at this. There are natives who do do brownface. Japanese people with brownface as natives. It's it's not great. Oh it's, dear. Uh, it's it's not. It's one of those things where I'm like, you know, it, it was the '60s. It was a different time. We can't change it now, and you just kind of have to roll with it. Um, yeah. As soon as I got to that scene, I was like, is this why that this is this was on the special features uh, rather than the American one? But no, both, both versions of the film have it. Both yeah, both versions have like it's kind of hard to cut that entirely. That that whole sequence is pivotal. Um, so yeah, you have that. Um, but like I say, for references, you have, like I said, the island Kong being dragged on a boat to, to, uh, as a base, as a show attraction. Cause that's what he was in, uh, in the thirties movie and pretty much every version of Kong, except for Kong's Skull Island. Um, and then he, cl- he finds a pretty woman who he grabs a hold of. And then there's the climbing of a big building, which obviously they didn't use the Tokyo tower. I think they used like the cap, the Capitol building in Tokyo. Can we talk about Kong size for a second, please? Yeah, so... Yeah, I was going to get to that. Uh, let's let's talk about the titular monster, the star, for all purposes, King Kong, who looks awful. Yeah. His costume looks butt-ugly. He looks... Like, you, you've seen that meme of, like, that monster who, who just, like, like... Hmm. <laughs> just, like... He looks like that. Like um, Caveman Spongebob. Yeah, he look. He looks like I instantly when I first saw this movie or just clips of this movie, he reminded me of the abominable snowman from those Rudolph the Reindeer's, uh, Rudolph the Reindeer's reindeer. The Rankin Bass films. Yes, that's that's what Kong looks like in this movie, and it's so bad. It is so bad. Um, what did what did I'm guessing you shared the same opinion? Oh yeah, totally. He he looks like the abominable snowman if he was dipped in shitty chocolate. Yeah, um, the mask looks, the face looks all weird. His arms are really lanky for some reason. 
Um, well, I mean, obviously, he's supposed to be an ape, right? Right. Um, but, like, it just looks odd in certain shots. Like, it, it just doesn't look right. Um, and obviously they couldn't use... Obviously the the, first, the original King Kong uses stop motion for it, all of Kong sequences, so there's nothing to... They can't exactly, like, do that. So they have to build a new suit altogether. Uh, and they had to increase his height dramatically because the Kong in that movie, while big, nowhere near as, uh, as big nowhere as... Nowhere near as tall uh, as Godzilla. No. Uh, do you have his height... Um, for this movie? Um, um I, I, I believe in the original King Kong, uh, King Kong is supposed to be 20 or 30 feet tall. Which, at the time, that's huge. That's, that's still tall, but not nearly as tall as, like, Godzilla, who would come out in 1954. Yeah, he was, like, uh, over 160 feet tall, uh, so, obviously having a tinier King Kong fight against Godzilla would not be a fair fight. right. So, and and then also they they make Kong. One of the biggest things they do with this movie is they make Kong a drunk, or or like I, that's how I took it. I, how did you take that? So, um, I, I figured he was just thirsty from fighting that uh, real octopus. Which, by the way, they used four real life octopus for that scene. Yeah, because I think they said they kept eating them after after they used them. Or no, something. they they only ate one. The only one. Okay, I I was looking that up. I'm like, I remember hearing about that, and I couldn't remember if like the crew ate them all. Um, yeah, special uh, effects director Eiji Tsuburaya ate one of the octopus that they used for the movie. Hey, man. I mean, why not? Right? Free lunch. Let's go. Uh, probably not a free lunch. I don't know. Probably not. Uh, um. So yeah, Kong had Kong, and that's not the only thing Kong had to be upgraded. Do you want to talk about the silliness that he gets? That, that, that they give King Kong. Um, what silliness are we talking about here? Uh, well, the the fact that... Well, obviously they have to grow him in height. Um, but the, the, the unexplained electrical power association that King Kong gets. Oh yeah, that one. Um, so I'm pretty sure that this was just a holdover to uh, when this was supposed to be King Kong versus Frankenstein. Probably. Like, why they kept that in... Um, they probably wrote themselves in the corner when uh, they figured that Godzilla was too strong for King Kong to handle. Yeah, and it, we'll we'll talk about the fights in a minute, but in that it's kind of prevalent in that first scene. Um, uh, but yeah, so they give they give Kong a bigger height, and they basically they make him a drunkard, uh, where he passes out after drinking the specific berry juice, um, and the natives have to sing to him, which is I think that's important. Um, and dance, um, which I'm pretty sure Beyonce would be jealous of. Yes, especially for some of those performances. Um, and, uh, yeah, and Kong is just, like, yeah. I, I, that being said, I think Kong, even despite his looks, I, thi- I think he does a great job of being the underdog. Because that's what he is in this, ga- in, this, in this fight. He's the underdog in this fight. Oh yeah, he's uh, definitely the guy you're rooting for, especially if you're an American watching this back in the day. Right, like he's your, he's your guy, he's your monster. I'm glad that's not going to happen with the new one because Godzilla's not really associated with Japan in the uh, in the MonsterVerse. But um, yeah, and ever since the war, God uh, King Kong is the uh, is the underdog. Um, 
how how did you feel the suit actor uh, did portraying like Kong? Like I know you like I said you don't have a familiar familiarities exactly with King Kong, but what did you think of his performance? I thought it was pretty good. Like uh, they're supposed to give off this whole uh, primitive primate uh, kind of direction with it, and um, I'm, that was the vibe that I got out of it. So yeah. I agree. Yeah, very, very good. Again, not... It gets... Ugh, thank goodness we're getting a remake, because as much as this... As much as this I, I hate like that it sounds like I'm bagging on it, it's just Kong looks so worse, and... Yeah. It, it's And especially in shots when you compare him to Godzilla, who his... They fixed his googly eye problem. Uh, he got a laser... He got, uh, he got LASIK surgery in between movies. Um, in the ice, no less. Yeah, in the ice. That must have been hard to book that appointment. Um, but, uh, I think overall Toho respected, um, the original idea of King Kong. Um, and honestly, I think even though he's clearly outmatched in points, um, like, I know you don't really like wrestling, but like, they made him look strong. Like if you were, if say if you were a Japanese viewer and, you know, maybe you never heard of King Kong, but you know, he's an American monster. You know, I would think maybe there's like some kind of self-respect in these, you know, mutual battle between two nations. Even though they're not, they're not really attached in the movie-wise, America versus Japan, just from a, a movie-making uh, uh, producing means. Um, I, I think they did a good job of respecting the rights, and I think they it's so much so that they, they kept the rights for. They had the rights for at least another two movies, I think, after this one. Yeah, I believe Toho made another movie, a King Kong movie, a few years after this one. Yeah, whether he had like I forgot what it was called though. I just know he. I just remember he fights a mechanical version of himself, which of course he does. So he got a. Some of the Godzilla uh, films in Germany, um, they actually, uh, I believe, one of them, uh, Jet Jaguar, is is a name King Kong in Godzilla versus Megalon. That's wow. Like it's King Kong in that suit. I can only imagine. Like being growing up in Germany at the time, like that's King Kong, and then you see King, like the, like, then you see the actual King Kong. Like, Wait, what? I'm so confused. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Um, so let's let's talk about let's talk about Godzilla, who obviously you know it's he is he's the he heel. is the after, yeah he is the afterthought in this movie. I think. Yeah, there's there isn't much of Godzilla in this film aside from the fights in the military trying to counter him. Yeah, it's a lot of the emotional focus is put on King Kong's side. Um, Godzilla's kind of just like the the means to like we have to get these two creatures to fight. Um, I, He's pretty much the monster equivalent of Macho Man Randy Savage. I would, I, yeah, I would definitely, I would agree with that. And I think this is the first instance. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Doctor uh, Segazawa who says basically like we need to get them to fight each other. And then hopefully they drive each other away because they don't have the means to get rid of them solo. So, so you're saying let them fight? Yeah, pretty much. This is the first instance of of, of let them fight. Um. Uh. So yeah, but I think uh, I what I do love in the Japanese version because it's different than the U.S. version is um, in the Japanese version. Uh, it cuts. We cut to a submarine that's uh, kind of exploring, and they notice like there's like it's heating up, and there's even references like to sea levels rising and stuff like that. Um, and you could just talk it off to climate change. Um, 
But if the sea levels are rising because Godzilla's coming out in our world, like, oh, f- of course 2020 is going to throw at us a real Godzilla. But um, they fig they find that there's like radiation coming from a specific iceberg, and uh, eventually Godzilla comes out. What I like about the Japanese version is that it's intercut, it cuts away from it a lot. And to me, I believe that builds a lot of tension to Godzilla's ultimate reveal when you have that awesome overhead shot like of the camera of the from the helicopter of him from like his icy prison yeah i feel like the payoff for uh, that scene was way more gratifying in the japanese version than in the american one because in the american one they just splice all the scenes of uh, the american submarine guys together and it just seems weird yeah i mean i think it works just fine but i like the japanese version of it where it's like Okay, we're going to show you, and then you hear Godzilla and cut away. And then we're going to show you more and cut away. Until finally Godzilla is free, and he destroys uh, the submarine there. Also, I'd like to point out that those are American actors uh, with Japanese subtitles. Right, yeah, which I thought was interesting. Um, they didn't. It's also meta as shit. Yeah, it was. Um, if you watch the Criterion Collection, you'll have Japanese subtitles on your right and your left, which is that's, I think that's pretty neat. Um, versus, like, if if you just watch the American version, obviously it's dubbed, including the American scenes, and then y'all just have these guys just speaking, like, normal, like, nothing's changed. But yeah, yeah, even despite that, you know, this is the first time Godzilla's kind of playing second fiddle to Kong. Um, he's not really... Like, he does his typical thing, but visually, I think... Yeah, oh my god, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment. We'll get to that in a moment. Um... But I think he looks even better than he did. I mean, Raids again wasn't a terrible design, but obviously they had some some issues with the with the, with the eyes that we pointed out last time. They for sure rectified it. I think this might be this has to be a new suit. There's no way it's the same suit. Yeah, they film. always have a new suit for every new Godzilla film, aside from a couple where they had to reuse it. Yeah, there's a couple instances like in the '70s where it's like, okay, we need it. We need to change it. Uh, at least the early '70s. Um, but yeah, like God's Godzilla uh, in this, you like you could just make you could have just made this a Japanese King Kong movie, and I think it would have. I, I mean, obviously, it wouldn't have the cultural impact that it's had now from so many different memes and so on and so forth. And just its importance and why so many people are looking forward to the upcoming version. Um, but yeah, um, it's so weird to think about Godzilla as the afterthought in his own movie. Um, there's, there's only, the only other instances I can think of in my, in, in watching these movies is, uh, Godzilla and Mothra in 19, that came out in 1992, where he's kind of just there and the story's really Mothra versus her enemy and Godzilla's kind of just like, Hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm going to fuck shit up. He's pretty much Goku. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, and then they both, yeah, we'll come, we'll get to that, uh, reboot, uh, that, that movie in season two. Um, but I guess it's time to get to the portion where it matters the most, which is the let them fight moment, as I'm going to call it. This is the let them fight moment. Let's get ready to rumble! Um, so, before that, what did you think of God's uh, King Kong's roar? Um, I honestly didn't know uh, what King Kong's original roar sounded like in the original uh, 1933 film. So, it I thought probably this was, was fun. Uh, yeah, it's probably just like a generic gorilla or something. I, Probably. 
got king like if anything even in the Peter Jackson movie it's kind of just like a like a roar like you've heard it it's unfortunately not as iconic as say like the T-Rex from Jurassic Park or even of course Godzilla's roar um but like I thought like it had like to me I thought it had like a primal sense to it whenever he roared yeah that's the sense that I got as well um and I I'm I'm going to hope I'm right but I swear I heard bits of like not when he's like, ah, not those roars, but like there, there are bits of grunts where I swear to God they use that later on for uh, King Caesar, uh, a monster that appears like in the seventies in Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. Oh, I can't wait to watch that one. Yeah, that's that's a fun one. We're almost there. We're almost there. Um, not we just really got yet. a bunch of movies left over. Yeah, well, we're in the good part right now. We're this technically right here is the beginning of the good trend. Like we have nothing but good Godzilla movies for the next. I think one, two, three, four weeks. Um, if I'm if I'm counting right, maybe five. Um, uh, up to uh, ever, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, so the first they have there's technically two, two only two fights in this movie. Uh, well, technically, well, I mean, the have the, the first open- one is literally just a flexing contest. Right. I was going to bring up actually King Kong versus the squid because that squid is a terif- was terrifying. Um, squids are terrifying, man. And again, it's mostly a real octopus, but there are yeah. some shots where it's obviously fake looking. Right. Um, but yeah, so the, so the first part, which like, I, like, that's the part everybody is, is leading out to. It's, it's a flexing contest where Godzilla is up on a perch. And, um, which I like it cause like you have, it's the, it's the, the stare down equivalent to the monster fight before the actual brawls. And it has my favorite moment in the movie. Uh, one of my favorite moments in the movie is obviously Godzilla has the atomic breath, his big trick, his big, you know, ace in the hole. And the second, like King Kong's flexing, he's throwing boulders at him. It's very primitive. Godzilla is doing his pouncing on his stomach thing, which is hilarious, but like also cool. Um, but the second Godzilla throws his atomic breath and it singes Kong's fur, I will love the voice that the actor who, who portrays Kong does it. Cause he looks at the fur, he looks at Godzilla and basically says, nah, fuck this. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I lost my shit when I saw that. Like, and that's honestly, because, I mean, Kong, you know, he's fur. He doesn't have, like, like in Garrus in the last movie, he doesn't have an armored shell. And then Garrus had an armored shell, and he got roasted alive. So my headcanon is that he heard, he, he heard about, Kong heard about that and went, Oh, right, he has a tonic breath. I need to leave. I can't throw rocks at that. Exactly. So, like, it, that's all it is. It, it's a big pose down. Um... I should say after the fact that Kong had to be lifted after being drunkard by the Japanese government, lifted by hot air balloons with like that invisible <laughs> tether, which is a great visual. It's a hilarious visual. Um, I love it so much. Yeah, this movie's I, I like. It's con- I know maybe some Godzilla fans may not like to say this, but I call this movie like a monster comedy because that's what it is. It's silly. It knows oh, it's most silly. definitely. It's it's hard to believe that it's the same guy who directed. The original, got, like, depressing Gojira, you know? Like, this is supposed to be directed as a satire, right? I like, think it, so, It's yeah. basically a jab at Japanese TV at the time. I think so, yeah, for the, for the most part. Uh, and, and he does it so well. And, like, I guess it shows his range that he, he's not... 
you know, he's obviously not limited to making this ultra super serious type of movie that he can, and he's and that's going to change throughout the course because he's going to direct several more of these, and we'll go more into that later. But yeah, the first part I think is like that good whip your appetite, you know, like mm, yeah, give me that. And of course, you have the hilarious bit of Kong running off because he's like atomic breath. Uh, uh-uh, no, nah, he just walks. Yeah. So let's talk about the fi- which is I think the final. 10, 15, 15, 10 minutes of the movie, basically, which is the fight, the ultimate fight between Godzilla versus King Kong. It's the uh, one we've all been waiting for. Right. So, overall, what did, what did you, what did you think? Hilarious, bad, or good for all the right, all the wrong reasons, or all of the above? <laughs> You're right. Absolutely, I agree. Like this is pretty much the silliest monster fight I've seen thus far. Right. Um, it's, so it and what's funny enough, it starts off with Kong being dropped from being carried by the Japanese government, and then like it's clearly a t- and, and Kong sliding down a mountain. I think it's Mount Fuji that they're fighting down. Yeah, they're fighting in Mount Fuji. Um, and then like sliding on his butt towards Godzilla, and just like exactly har- like, Tyler, like you can't see his Tyler's raising his arms. Um, and then, like Godzilla's just standing there, and then runs into Godzilla, and you could, and then they cut away. You could clearly see like it's like a toy or a model figure of Godzilla tumbling down the mountain. And like, okay, here we here we go. It, this is what it's gonna be. Um, then it becomes a game of hide and seek for a bit because God Kong figures, oh, I, I'm gonna try. Like he remembers, oh right, atomic breath. Not a good idea to be in the center of that. Yeah, I, I, it figures that uh, they establish in the American version at least that Kong is a thinking animal. Whereas Godzilla has a tiny brain in his ass or something. Right. Which I like that. That's a, that's a benefit to me over the American version. Because you kind of just have to accept. Because like, without knowing that Kong just looks like kind of like he's just like stumbling around uh, in the Japanese version. Uh, like To me, he seems more mindless than uh, than Godzilla. Because Godzilla like at least knew, like, okay, I'm going to hit you with my tail. And I'm going to hit you with this. I'm going to blow my fire on you. Um, but yeah, God, Gong comes back, hides in like this little little ravine, waiting for Godzilla, and then tries to grab his tail. Um, and it's great because, and I think they were parodying a little bit of like sumo matches because they were pretty much going like chest to chest, like you know, trying to vie for fight for power right there. There's a part where uh, Kong is trying to throw Godzilla by the tail, and it just cuts to Godzilla just trying, just struggling to break three, like please. Please don't put it in like that, senpai. I don't want right. it like this. Exactly. And then it leads to another great moment in the movie where Kong... And I and I actually like this because Kong is obviously shown as the more agile fighter of the two. He's rolling around. He's quicker. And he, I hate modern culture because I can't help but see it when Kong started rolling. Oh, he's got the Dark Souls tech. Okay. <laughs> I, I knew you were going there. It's like, he's got, like, he starts, like, literally, just to give anybody, like, a visual comparison, Kong starts Dark Soulsing around Godzilla. And, like, that's a fair strategy, you know? You, you like, roll around the quicker, the the, the, the slower Rolling monster. around at the speed of sound. Yeah. But what's great is that it leads into the other hilarious moment is that Kong concusses himself. Like, he rolls Like, he tries hard. to throw a rock at him. But yeah. he he immediately just uh, rolls over himself and just falls over like an idiot. Kong, and then like just lays there, and even Godzilla like, hey, are you gonna get? Yeah, flexing over him like, you gonna get up? Are are you good? And then Bro. he throws more rocks at him just to taunt him. Yeah, throws because more that's rocks mostly what Kong does in this film—just throws rocks at things. 
And there's yeah. one point where Godzilla hits one of the rocks of his tail back at him. Like, I'm I'm a fan of tennis. Exactly. Which I thought I thought that was cool. Again, shows the uh like to me I thought they did a great job of showing what made the like the strengths and weaknesses of both monsters. While Kong clearly was overmatched in points, I thought, like I said earlier, they did a great job of making him look like okay, he could beat Godzilla. You know, he's not it's not a pushover fight like the Angiris fight was a pushover. Like it was it was a nothing fight for Godzilla. This Godzilla had to actually it looked like Godzilla actually had to work to put down I didn't even put down Kong, we'll get to that in a moment, but like to struggle to put to fight, like get Kong away from him away in a way. Yeah, because uh, there was that one point where he was trying to get away from Kong when he was uh, trying to throw him by the tail. Right, yeah, he didn't want none of that. He's like, don't touch my fucking tail, asshole. <laughs> um, and of course this leads into like, the great meme moment of eat your fucking vegetables where Kong <laughs> literally shoves a branch, like a whole tree, well not a branch, it's a whole fucking a tree. A whole tree. whole tree down, I, and I... From what I heard, the new version, the the 2021 movie, is supposed to have that moment in there. I swear to God. Yes! I, I, I swear to God, I better mean, you caught it, you have to do it. Um, so, like, it, it's, I think to me, it's a fun fight. It's obviously shows to me that Toho understood, because obvi- even Rodan and Mothra didn't have, like, one-on-one monster fights. I know Rodan had more than one Rodan. Um, and I don't know if Mothra had any monsters to fight against. I don't think it did. I could be wrong. But for their technically, this is their like second movie doing like a one v one monster fight. I yeah, think. this is a league above over raids again. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then you have the uh, finally you have the great sequence where they're both at the edge of the cliff fighting over that castle, um, and they just which they wreck destroyed house. by the way. Yeah, they just wreck house, and it's so awesome. Um, now let's uh, so it's a uh, to me overall I consider it a great fight and I, even though it's silly and you know maybe younger new audiences may not appreciate it as much like it's it just it knows it's silly and accepts that it's silly and you just gotta have fun with it to me that that's how I viewed this fight yeah this fight was extremely fun and deliciously entertaining. Yeah, I, I think I literally, for at least for the Japanese version, I rewound it a couple of times just to, just to see it again. You know, Kong, Dark Souls rolling, concussing himself. Uh, again, I'll still say my favorite moment is Kong getting singed. And Kong gets singed several times by the fur, and but luckily he's, he's not like, phased by it. Yeah, it's like, really, man? You gotta do that? Um, there's there's great comedic uh, acting uh, through the Kong uh, through the Kong suit actor, uh, but the ending is kind of controversial. I don't I don't know controversial is the right word, but like divisive is probably the better word. Yeah. So this is one of the few Godzilla movies where it's not a win or a loss for the G Man. It's a draw, um, and obviously maybe that was. It's hard to say. But maybe it was written in the in the rights like Godzilla King Kong can't lose or they don't or the Japanese or Toho didn't want Godzilla to lose to King Kong. But they in the Japanese version we'll go over the difference with the American version because there's some debate that's been settled since then. But they basically both tumble off a cliff and you see and there's like an underwater earthquake and that's it. Um, you don't and all of a sudden Kong uh, you see Kong far away from the shoreline basically swimming to go home because i'd imagine he'd want to go home at this at this point and there's no sign of godzilla 
Um, and even in, I think in the Japanese version, they're speculating, well, what happened to Godzilla? Until right before the credits roll, you hear God's, you hear Godzilla's roar, and then you hear King Kong's roar. I feel like that was more of a, like a bow situation, like, um, like the actors, uh, taking a bow for the audience. Right. That's, that's sort of that, that, yeah, versus like, so, so let me ask you this. King, do you think King Kong won the fight, considering he's the last monster we see on the screen? Do you take that as that, or do you take it as a draw? I take it as a win for King Kong, honestly, because mm-hmm. we don't see uh, Godzilla until Mothra versus Godzilla, and uh, I'm pretty sure they didn't plan for another Godzilla film if this movie tanked. Right. So, um, I would consider this a win for Kong. Yeah, I, I, I would. I would do so too. Um, that like, uh, and. Who knows if it has to do with, like, rights or anything like that, or, like, Kong had to win or something like that. But, um, yeah, I would... I know some, like, there's been some debate over it, but, I like, as a draw, for the longest time I saw it as a draw. But, I mean, Kong emerge. We saw Kong emerge, and, you know, how do we... You know, and if you're playing a fight, the last man standing usually wins as the winner, so... Um, yeah, that's usually the rule to go by. Or, you know, Godzilla retreated. We don't, like, that's, I find it odd that they don't show Godzilla, like, in some fashion. Like, you know, maybe, like, like, maybe other people would have shown, like, you would have seen Godzilla's fins on the left side of the screen, and then you would see Kong going the other way or something, you know, but no, it's it's just Kong. Yeah, it is kind of odd, considering that we have way more films to go over. Right, um, and this is the last King Kong one we're gonna we're gonna talk about um, for sure, at least until twenty twenty one. But yeah, so that the, I think the the fight and it, and it shows promise uh, for for the other ones. But uh, let, let's go into differences between the American version and the Japanese version. Um, obviously, you mentioned earlier, uh, Tyler, as you said, that the main difference is that they spliced in a lot of you like news sequences. Uh, for for American audiences, yeah, these are all American filmed uh, sequences of uh, people uh, showing news reports about what's happening in the movie, which I find kind of odd. Yeah, I, I think they're pace killers, honestly. Yeah, it definitely uh, breaks the pace a lot. And there's one point where they spoil Kong uh, being powered by electricity with this dumb news report. It's like. Apparently, uh, King Kong can be powered by electricity, and then the next scene after is King Kong eating the electrical wires. And it's like, why would you do that? Yeah, exactly. Like, wait, what? Like, how did? Like, like, how would? How do? Like, I when I first watched that, I was like, how? How do you know he's powered by? I thought he was a mythical creature. How do you? Know? Okay, whatever. Fine. It's probably a scripting error, or maybe they, it was supposed to go, that in the in an in, in original cut. Maybe that was before it or something. I don't know. It's it's odd. Versus in the Japanese version, they don't explain it at all. He just touches the wires, and all of a sudden, like, hey, this feels good. Um, I'm feeling which, energized. Which uh, we didn't talk about in the fight. He does use his electrical powers a little bit, but like it kind of just like adds like a little like a layer effect to his punches to Kong to, to Godzilla. It doesn't really. I mean, like, I don't know how much to say it would it, it affected the battle all that much, honestly. Uh, probably a bit because uh, they figured that. Uh... Godzilla was uh, too strong for Kong at that point. Which, by the way, we forgot to mention the only stop motion effect where Godzilla kicks King Kong. Yeah, which I love that. Yeah, that I think that has to be in that because that's there's 
Godzilla doesn't have stop motion at all. Like, it's not known for that. So I, I have to imagine that particular sequence, that's an homage to the original one for sure. Oh, no doubt. And I'm pretty sure that's a Kong getting hit by the electricity and powering him up is uh, probably just uh, the writers like, hey, we made Godzilla too strong. We need to write ourselves out of a corner. Pretty much, and you know, it was, it was, and, and I, I'll accept it. Um, by the way, if you haven't seen a clip of Godzilla, uh, for, I, I can watch that clip of King of Godzilla kicking King Kong in stop motion forever because it's it's hilarious. It, oh god, it's too fucking funny. Um, but uh, and obviously the bigger difference is that in like we said earlier, instead of intercutting the resurrection basically of Godzilla or the return of Godzilla, it's shown all in one sequence. Um, which, which I find kind of weird after seeing the original Japanese version. Yeah, I when I watch because I watched the Japanese version first or the American version first. I'm like, well, this isn't that bad, you know. Like you just you know, it's like it's like it, it to me. It, it's very American where you show and you just you just build from there and you build and build until you see the monster versus intercutting cutting away. Um, it felt very cookie cutter, which I think that that's a, to me that's like an up to your preference kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and but this is the uh, there's a couple minor things. Um, like I think there's an, the only only dub issue I th- I could find was um, one of the characters whose girlfriend says, "Oh, his plane crashed," even though he took a boat. Um, <laughs> like that was the only thing. And she holds a newspaper, and uh, the actress and obviously it's not the Japanese actress's fault, but the actress is holding a newspaper that shows a boat, and she says he his helicopter crashed at the island. I'm like. Okay, I, I guess. You didn't pay attention to the script that much, I guess. Someone did not proofread that day. Yeah. Um, but the biggest difference, and this is where it, I think it ultimately relies on taste. The biggest difference between the Japanese version and the American version, at least it's significant, is the fact that they took out uh, a Fukubei score for the American release. Oh, yeah, uh, because uh, this is a universal film, so they replaced it with uh, in-house music uh, from movies like The Wolfman and The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Right. Although, there are instances in the American version where you can hear his theme for Kong when they're waking him up um, a little bit. But, yeah, you're not... If you watch the American... And, and, honestly, it's not bad in the American version. It's serviceable, but... It's Akira Fukube, right? It's like it's it's it was weird watching Godzilla emerge and I hearing, you know, the iconic theme. Yeah, it was really weird when um, I didn't hear that familiar piece in the American version. Yeah, uh, and again, uh, and I, I, I'd imagine if you were like a kid or a teenager in 1962, that probably didn't matter to you at the time because like you don't know who Akira Fukube was. You know, it's 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 just a monster movie. Who cares? But you know, I'm I'm glad that you ha now we can finally uh see and hear, you know, his music and you know, hear the theme. Like I said, I think the only rendition that only thing that holds together um of the music is when they're trying to soothe Kong. Like that that's and 'cause kinda hard to redub that music, I think. Um at least to me it sounded similar enough. Yeah, um uh, I thought it sounded a bit different. All right, so um, that's the, uh, like I think we're gonna near the end right there. 
which I think this is our longest one yet, which I think rightfully so it should be. It's it's the it's the titular moment. Um, just to give a little backstory, a little future story. Uh, this movie con- is the movie that convinced Toho to let's make more Godzilla movies because this one obviously it talked about how much money it made, like it made them a lot of money. Um, and not even the following year, I think in the same uh, calendar year. Uh, we get Godzilla versus Mothra, um, and then of course, uh, you know, there's the, the sequel after that. Um, like as much as uh, Gojira was a cultural change in like an establishment movie for like getting his foothold into the West with Godzilla: King of the Monsters in, in 1956, this is the movie that I think firmly cements Godzilla as the icon, the the, the Japanese monster icon. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that after watching this movie for the first time. Yeah, and and it's like it's like lightning in the bottle. Um, everything worked, and you and you. I think you can see why like people around the world were uh, in match uh, incapacity because honestly, raids again kind of killed Godzilla for again. He was gone for seven years, you know, like after a very initial opening sequel. Like so, like this was probably a risk from Toho to to do this movie, especially with a high profile monster. Like like King Kong, you know, for, um, for who's a very well known monster at the time uh, around the world. Um, but l- let's let's conclude this one uh, by giving it a rating, like we always do. Uh, Tyler, what do you give King Kong versus Godzilla nineteen sixty two? I give it a four out of five. It is deliciously cheesy. The American actors are serviceable, and the monster fight. Is just mwah. I love it so much. So many right. great moments. I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Um, very very funny movie. Very very good movie. Um, Top Mister Taco uh, or Taco is hilarious in all his scenes. He's a pure scene stiller. Um, and of course, you know, I'll, even though even though Kong looks like shit, and that's that's something you can't ignore. Um, it, it works, it's serviceable, it gets the job done, and, and it's overall a very fun, entertaining monster movie and a very well-fun homage to the original uh, King Kong story. Um, and obviously it's reverted uh, so much uh, over the course of years as like its legacy. Um, so like this led to more Toho movies being made, uh, like I said, with Godzilla. Um, uh, there would be King Kong had an, a little cartoon series. He had a sequel called King Kong Escapes, which that's where he fights uh, Mechanic Kong, a mechanical version of himself. Um, and uh, this little fun fact: uh, Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Man's Chest. The obviously the big thing in that movie is the is the Kraken. They the uh, the special effects crew was instructed to watch the octopus from this movie because uh, since they used a uh, real live octopus. Really. Um, yeah, so, you know, just to get reference and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, sadly, this is the last time we're going to talk about Godzilla versus King Kong. Uh, just to give a little bit of a peek into the future. Uh, in 1992, they were going to do a, a remake of this movie. Um, but ultimately, they uh, I think they the rights to getting King Kong at that time were way too difficult. Even though Kong ex- wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire in the early '90s in terms of name recognition, 
so they ended up going with Mechagodzilla, uh, which we will cover in season two when we get there. Um, yeah. So uh, and originally, after this movie, the next the next project was to be the the next movie we're going to cover was supposed to be Godzilla vs. Frankenstein, but they scrapped that idea, and the next movie we're going to cover is going to introduce uh, at least two Godzilla's world uh, for the first time, because she's had her own movie since for, before. Um, the most iconic female monster in, in all of the Toho universe. Uh, next mo- next week we're going to talk about Godzilla versus Mothra. You mean Mothra versus Godzilla, right? Mothra versus yes, Mothra versus Godzilla, or... Do you have the? Well, we'll, we'll go. We'll call we'll, the, the American version has a very different name, but uh, so yeah. Next next week, it's uh, the as I call it, uh, the beginning of the Toho Cinematic Universe, uh, because it's the first time we're going to see Toho's monsters, their own individual monsters, come together for the first time uh, with Mato versus Godzilla. Uh, let's get out of here so people can maybe rewatch King Kong versus Godzilla and watch or watch Mato versus Godzilla next. Tyler, where can the people find you? You can follow me on Twitter at Hey It's That Ty. I also stream stuff at on Twitch TV backslash Tie Your Shoes One. All right, and you can find me at twittercom slash for all things related to the Marvelous One. Um, please check out Chartshot.com for Chartshot Gamescast. Uh, we didn't do a Gamescast this past weekend, but we did a watch along for Batman Forever, which was hilarious, as where we found out that the Riddler is really an incel. Um, yeah so uh go listen to that if you want to uh i'll do that after this yeah it was it was i don't know if it's i don't think it's live yet uh but it should be live hopefully when this goes live but just let you everybody be aware but um and uh and of course start gamecast yeah that's it thank you for everybody for joining us again join us next week for the fourth installment of the godzilla of atomic shot with mothra versus godzilla as always, go, go, Godzilla. Go wash your hands. It's full of radiation. <laughs> <laughs>